Hello, Esther Deborah here, and this is Agape Love. Love is here. This is one of the many video sections of the ministry of Pastor Deborah, helping people the Lord's way. Please enjoy the video, and we look forward to you coming again. Pastor Deborah hopes you enjoy hearing about how she has learned how to help people the Lord's way, and have her many wonderful spiritual experiences throughout many, many years of helping people. Welcome again to a video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries. This is Pastor Deb. Love always and forever. Hello again, everybody. Yes, I have prayed you here today. And yes, I watched you come in. This is Pastor Deborah. Hi, I'm down here. You're sitting up high and listening to me. That's how they did it in the ancient Greece and, and many, many years ago. We're sort of outside, but we are in the presence of the Almighty God. We're in his garden. You came through the gate. Did you see it? Did you see the cherubim there, a flaming angel? With a flaming sword? You did! We are in the right place. This is Pastor Deborah, and you are you. Yes, I know you're from many different places in the world. And yes, a lot of you are sleeping. Some of you are in comas. Some of you are in very abusive situations, and you've left your body. And you're here. Some of you are in mosque and you're praying. Some of you are reading the Quran and you hear my voice. Mm -hmm. Some of you are being abused horribly and you've left your bodies. Some of you are just laying out in the dirt in the streets and the huts, homeless, hardly anything to eat. Well, your body's left, your spirit has left you and you are here. And... Anybody else? Mm -hmm. When Pastor Deborah teaches, the Most High God, the Heavenly Father, the Father of Christ Jesus, the Creator of all things, draws everybody. It is only by His love and His, His desires to meet you and for you to meet Him and for you to get to know each other. He draws you. Then his word comes out of me. I am an expression, sort of an ambassador, that speaks his words to you. I'm a reflection of what he thinks, his ideas, and his thoughts. And then when I do it correctly, out of my spirit, it is anointed by the Holy Spirit with something called life and light. So when you receive it, you're able to spiritually take it in. When you're here, a lot of that blindness and deafness has been healed of the spirit. But when you get back in your biological body, you'll have some memories of this. Some of you will remember something, maybe it was like a dream, and you'll ponder about it. Slowly that light, those words, being in the garden, feeling the peace, sitting there, 
with millions and millions and millions of people, you will remember. And you will go, oh, that was true, wasn't it? Yes. And we're going to begin today in another section, as you can see, in the kingdom of darkness. We're working through this big book that I had written many, many years ago. When I began working with multi-generational Satanists and witches and warlocks and high priestesses and high priests, those that were in the occult, those that were in the new world order, those who were in secret societies, those who were of the international Illuminati council. I didn't know anything about it. When I began, I just knew there were people whose spirits, probably like yours, for many different reasons, were unable to worship and love and be loved by this spiritual father of Christ Jesus in the spirit realm. Yeah, you were not free. You had not yet been born again, sort of speaking. And you had not been circumcised out of your flesh. And I would cry and cry for you. Yes, for you. For every little one, for everyone who's abused or hurt or that was a slave to captivity of ignorance. But yet we, I could hear your heart crying for somebody to love you, help you. I saw the condition of your spirit. It was horrible. It was like a leper bent over and it was depressed, it was carrying weights of heaviness, it was blind and it was death, and it didn't know where it was going, but it had something deep inside of you that wanted to be loved, wanted hope and life, and wanted freedom, whatever that was. So welcome. I'm sorry it took me so long to get to you. But I'm here now. So let's begin. If you haven't met me yet, I'm Pastor Deborah. I'm a global teacher in the spirit. And when you are here now, you are getting taught. And then when I get this up on YouTube, on the Hidden Kingdoms channel, other people will get taught. But Pastor Deborah always loves to start with prayer. Because sometimes we need some help to be able to hear and see and understand what we're hearing. These are deep words of an unknown realm to you. Maybe you are in it, but you don't know spiritually what it is that surrounds you. And in today's lesson or class, we have entered into the classroom called the Kingdom of of darkness. We're going to discuss a little bit more about this kingdom, this territory that does reside in your spirit and in your soul and in your physical body and is on planet earth. And it's ruling through people for a spiritual king trying to get something in territory set up. It's sort of like I just watched this on uh, YouTube about how big empires will use Rome 
would go into a foreign country, invade it, fight and everything, and set up its own governmental system of doing things. And that's what's happened to all of humanity. This spiritual kingdom of darkness has entered into our system and it has taken over. It controls us. We have to obey it or we get in trouble. And then we are to do its bidding out on the earth, even if we don't want to. Because if we don't do it, we get in trouble, spiritually and in the physical. So that's what this teaching is going to be about, a little bit more in depth. I think we are in part nine of this kingdom of darkness, spiritual Babylon. But let's begin first with prayer because we're going into a deep area you've not heard about and it might scare some of you. But there'll be a living creature next to you that you can sit next to so you won't be so frightened. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for drawing all of these people that your heart loves so much and you are desiring with everything in you to meet and to touch and to become one with. Father, we thank you that this is your work. That you have drawn them through the power of the Holy Spirit. That your words of spirit and life will be spoken. That your Holy Spirit will anoint them so they are filled with the anointing of life and power and authority. They will do battle over the areas of darkness and ignorance. Father, we want to give you glory and honor for what you're doing this day, this time, to these precious, precious ones, who you have longed to be a part of their life, and for them to get to know you, talk to you, and worship you, and for you to be able to hold them and help them. And to have a wonderful, wonderful father-child relationship with them. Father, we thank you for your great work that you did to make this happen. That you sent your lamb called Jesus Christ to a cross. So that the way could be made for us and opened. And there would be nothing standing between you and them except ignorance. And the kingdom of darkness and all of its stuff that you defeated on that day. We thank you that you are here with us, helping us. You are teaching us through your Holy Spirit, through your own words. In the name of Jesus, amen. Wow, look at all of you. Everybody's smiling. That's wonderful. All right. Everybody get a pencil, tablet, whatever you use. Oh, you don't have one? That's okay. Living creatures, Wilbur, Wilbur. Who's Wilbur? He's a white chicken. He is a loving, loving white chicken. You might see Mrs. Goose. You might see a bluebird. They are living creatures of this presence of God in this garden. Has this always been here? Where is it? It's on planet Earth. It's always been here. It's just been hidden, protected by that big angel out there and that, cher that cherubim and that flaming sword. 
The way was hidden for a long, long time. Pastor Deborah had to do some things, increase some things in her life, add a lot of knowledge and wisdom. Then the angels opened it up to me. And I became a shepherd of it. The reason is because my heart was for you. It was for you to become here with him. And to be a safe place for you. Instead of having to create safe worlds and run off to the land of Oz. Or to become something else. You could come here when the times were bad and rough. And you needed a place to escape to. This was the way that he designed we were to be. Now this garden you're in and how we are with each other and the animals was how all the earth was to be. But that got all messed up. But the garden was preserved, hidden. And it was waiting for a true shepherd to find it, be able to come in and bring all of you guys here. Yes, we're in the garden right now. Yes. Where is it? It's on planet Earth. It's just in that realm called the spirit realm. The realm of eternal things. Yeah. You're eternal? Yes, you are. Now that other part of you, that physical body, that's not eternal. No, as you know, it's going to die, get hurt, get diseased. And you're going to leave it. But you're going to get a new one. That is eternal. And we're also trying to keep you from when that does happen. That you don't go you know, down to that what we call hell. Get punished and tormented. That you go straight up. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, to you little one. I don't want you going down there with those icky things and the fire and the torment. Do you? I didn't think you did. How do you know if you're not going to get down there? Do you believe in this father who drew you? Do you believe in this garden that you're in? Do you believe that somebody who loves you doesn't want you to go there? You do? Good. That's the first step. How do you make sure that you don't go there? Okay. Because you took the first step of believing that there is somebody who doesn't want you to go there. He made a way for you. He sent his young son named Jesus, who was anointed with the Holy Spirit in the image and likeness of the Son of Man. The original creation of this father that was to be on earth. And this young man took his physical body, took his soul, took his spirit, walked with the father, carried a cross, and went and allowed himself. He volunteered to die for you. And he went into hell and took your punishment that was due all of humanity for all of us had sinned because we were all in the seeds and the loins the sperm of our first ancestor called Adam when he disobeyed some words the laws from this God we were in there 
in seed form, in sperm. And we all got changed. We all fell when he did. But this young man, this Christ Jesus, said, Dad, I'll go. We want him back. I know you do. We got to make a way. And he said, Son, there's only one way. I have made a law that on planet Earth, because the biological body reached for a fruit, ate, it sinned against me. And the soul decided to do it, and it looked through the lust of its eyes, the lust of its flesh, and it became prideful for wisdom. It too must die. And because the spirit, the man, the spiritual being, was told not to touch it, and it followed its soul, all three must die. And I don't want them to, this young man said. And the father said, but somebody has to pay the price, take the judgment that's required. Sir, I'll go. I'll pay the price for them so you can have them, so they can come home to us. I know you're so good that I'll, I'll be punished, I'll hurt, I'll go to hell. But you'll get me back. You'll put me back as a glorified being, just like I am now, back in my body. And you'll change that old ikkyo dirt to some immortal dirt. I'll do that, Father, for you and for them. I'll make that way. I'll be that bridge. I'll be that lamb I sacrificed for. You didn't know that. Oh, that's okay. That's what school's about, learning. And in this class, even though we're going to talk about the kingdom of darkness, sometimes we need to have other little discussions. Yeah. You didn't know that? That's okay. That's part of being ignorant and having that kingdom, which is considered darkness. Rule and reign over your spirit. Did this young man, Christ Jesus, did he really do that? Yes. But we thought he was, you thought he was just a prophet? Well, he was. And just a teacher? Yeah. He was just a man, wasn't he? Well, yes. But he was a different kind of man. He was a divine man. He had a spirit, as every human does. But in him was the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of heaven itself was inside of his spirit, had him anointed as the king of that kingdom. His spirit. And he was born under unusual circumstances. But he had no sin. Because the, the sin was in the blood and in the dirt body. So he had holy blood because God actually made the woman where her placenta creates blood, but it does not touch the mother's blood. So this young Christ, as he is called, the anointed one, this Jesus, which is the, was his dirt port, Christ was the son, the son of God and the son of man, all at the same time. A lot of te people are teaching on that. And they don't really understand what the word son means. It means offspring. He was the offspring of God. And he was the offspring 
of the Son of Man, the original being, which we'll talk about at another time. Can you walk on that bridge? Yes, that is no problem. You want to be able to be able to be there? Okay. Well, why don't we just pray and we'll make it happen. Father, these that desire to walk across this bridge called Christ Jesus, they are now beginning to see through your words of spirit and truth that he is your son, that you anointed him with your Holy Spirit, and that he volunteered to take their place on a cross and go to hell so they didn't have to. So they could come to this garden and they could be reconciled and redeemed and restored back to what you always desired them to be, your children, made in your image and after your likeness, a true son of man, a son of God, a son of the Most High God. And Father, they desire that relationship with you. As they are going through school and knowledge and truth is coming in, make a way for them, Father. For in their hearts they're beginning to believe that all of this is true. Why are some of you crying? You're feeling something? You're sparkling? Yes. That is life coming to you. That is Him touching you. That is you, old you, being birthed anew. Mm -hmm. Right here in the garden. Happens all the time. Mm -hmm. This is a wonderful place. Mm -hmm. You just enjoy it and I'll begin our teaching. Father, we thank you for your work that you are doing here with these little ones. Now, Father, help us to understand more about this kingdom of darkness that ruled our spirits, our souls, our physical bodies, and is ruling in the unseen realm, in the atmosphere, in the air, here on planet Earth, seeking to have its way against you. And we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Class begins. We're now in the section called The Kingdom of Darkness. We've been through who is the king of the kingdom of darkness. We've had prayers to get ourselves ready. And now we're going to begin. We had learned in part 8 that the king of the kingdom of darkness was Satan. His name was had been Lucifer, son of the morning. He had been a fiery, bright, shining cherubim. But he fell. He got violent. He wanted to overthrow, take over, have a mutiny. That one spot above him where God himself sat. And he got cast down to the earth right where we are. Thank you very much. This fallen cherubim, who is now named Satan, which means adversary of God. Every time you see somebody who is against freedom, love your neighbor, against Jesus, against the God of the Bible, against God's people, against righteousness, like maybe tells lies, is a corrupt, steals, abuses people. 
Those people are considered adversaries of God and His kingdom. Most of it is done in ignorance, but they are pawns, slaves, tools of this Satan. And when you look at them, we learn that Satan is the father of lies. So when somebody lies or plagiarizes, steals, abuses, you are seeing the image and the likeness of Satan himself coming through, being expressed. They are being a representative, an ambassador of the kingdom of darkness and Satan. And Satan first came to man, to this creature called Adam, and his helpmate called woman, in God's Garden of Eden. Yeah, he got in here, but he got in here sneakily. Did God know what? Yes, God knew he was coming. Yes, but he, God had a plan that Satan knew nothing about. And Satan was able to come in here one time. But he didn't come in in his true form. He got he hid away in a sort of a snake, what they call a serpent. But they think it had some little feet. Maybe he was in a tree. Maybe he was in a bush or the ground. But he was talking. And that is the pattern that Satan and his demonic spirits do. Now, to be a legal person down here, to talk and have your agenda done, you must be spiritually inside of a dirt body. So he went inside. There was no other humans. There was only these animals. No, the serpent is no longer in here. He got punished. He got banished. But he came into this Garden of Eden. No, God had it protected. All the animals really were disappeared and it was just one little area, and God cleaned it up here on earth. He was not allowed, at, even at that time, Satan wasn't, allowed to walk freely anymore in the spiritual presence of God on earth. So he couldn't come as himself to these two creatures. They didn't know anything about him. They had never heard any stories of Lucifer being cast out of heaven. They didn't know anything about heaven. Adam was made from the dust of the earth and then picked up and planted in the garden. He knew nothing of heaven, different kingdoms, a Lucifer becoming a Satan. He had no knowledge. It's like a little baby coming out of the womb. He don't know anything from nothing. Don't know what his feet are, what a belly button is. He don't know nothing. And that's how Adam was. And God expected him to grow and learn. So Satan, though, couldn't come as his normal self. He's all twisted now and perverted. So he came. He asked the serpent, can I come in and use your body? And the serpent goes, hey, okay. No, he came inside of a serpent. And from that we actually get the word and this vision that Satan is a dragon. Okay? A ancient serpent. He was an animal of the seen world. He had an earthen body, a flesh made of this earth. And he came to man, to this Adam. 
He could not directly speak to or get to man's heart, which was represented by Adam, because he was still in God's presence. And Satan couldn't get there. He couldn't talk to him. He was banished from that. But he could talk to the woman, the helpmate, who Adam had declared was only flesh and bones. So he talked to her, not to Adam. Now Adam was right there, but this was at this was Satan in disguise, talking through that serpent to this woman. So the woman saw it as she was talking to just an animal, a serpent. The animals talked back then, just like they do now. She didn't know that there was another spirit inside of there who she was talking to. No knowledge of it. And most of you don't know when you're talking to people that there could be a demonic spirit talking to you, another human spirit that's not of that earthen body. Sometimes we hear people talk about their dog whisperers or they talk to horses and they hear them. Do they talk? Yes. And they have their own voice. But a lot of times they're interacting with sort of a Satan person figure inside of the horse or the dog. Just like here in the serpent. So Satan couldn't directly talk to this spiritual man. He talked to the woman. That was the soul. So now you would, we're going to... How that works is, he's working on the soul, okay, the helpmate of the spirit. He's working to bring some things in the soul's minds. You might call it, start turning some wheels. Neurons going off. Neurons, electricity happening. Bringing in new ideas, new concepts, coming in through her eyes and her ears. He's working. Unbeknown to this woman, what was going on. He could not directly speak to man, but he's speaking to her. Because Adam, man, was still in God's presence. The very presence of God, he was still in right relationship with him. So he's, it's sort of like this. Can you see it? Here's Adam back here, man. Can't get, I'll talk to this part, the soul. So what Satan does now is to get to your spirit, that's you, that's here. He'll work through your body, the lust of your eyes. I see a pretty woman, I want to feel good, so I'll have sex, don't matter what age it is. I want my body, I want to feel good, so I'm going to eat some food, do some drugs. I want some power that money brings. I want to feel safe. I want to be wealthy. So I'll do whatever I need to do, serve whoever I need to serve, and Satan will come to you in disguise, and you will make deals. You become lawyers, doctors, judges, politicians, business owners, gang leaders, traffickers, anything to get the money. I listen to one young man named Dr. Miles Monroe. He's in heaven now. He said, it's not the money you want. It's the power that that money brings to you, the security, the safety, all the goods that your flesh wants. That's what it is. And money is the vehicle. 
and some people, as we know, will do anything to get it. The reason this Satan, who he was now, and he was inside of this serpent in the garden, he could not directly contact this spiritual man, for sin was not yet a part of that creature, part of man and Adam. They were still in the presence of God, and they were still this guy, this Satan, who was in the snake. It was like it was at a distance, like down the road or outside of your house, sort of talking through the door. He could hear him, but there was no personal interaction. The spirit was listening. He was watching, but he had no cause to be alarmed. He had no fear. He just stood there and watched and listened and did nothing. The Almighty God was still Lord, even of the garden and the land of Adam's heart. Man had not yet broken this law of don't eat the fruit from that tree, of the knowledge of good and evil. Now there was another tree in the garden called the tree of life. But if he ate from that, but he hadn't yet. So he was given that one don't don't eat from it. Now he's like a baby. It's like telling him, don't touch that thing over there. You might get hurt. Because this Adam was told, if you do eat from that tree, when I told you not to, you will surely die. Did he know what die meant? No. He had no knowledge of what life was or die. But the law was there. The command, the decree had been given. It's like me as a mama telling my son when he was little, don't do that. You could get hurt. He doesn't know what hurt means. And he has to make a choice. Do I trust my mama even though I feel pulled to it? It's staring me in the face. It looks so good. Okay, this was what was going on for all of humanity. Adam's territory. The kingdom of God in heaven was still in man's heart. It was still there, still ruling. And God had put it there when he had made them. And how did he make them? He said things. That's how God works. And here's what he said. I will have sons of my own made in my image and after my likeness. To guard and protect my presence. For I am a spirit. I will put my garden of Eden on earth. I will put my spiritual likeness and my image in them. They will be from me. And I will call them man. That was Genesis 1, 26. Now I created this new territory for them. Because God is always creating. You ought to uh, you go listen to story time. He created the spirit realm. Then he said, okay, I want to do something different now. I want children. They're going to be spirits. But they're going to be over more of my creations. I'm going to create an earthen 
world. Where they're a part of it and a part of the spirit. And they're going to rule for me in that land. Because I'm too big to go down there. But I put myself inside of them with my governor, the Holy Spirit. And we will rule from the laws and the government system of heaven in this new territory. This new earthen and spirit land. And they will be a part of it. And they will be my governors, my ambassadors there for me. They'll be kings themselves. They will be lords. They will own it, even though I own it, because I created it. I will give them ownership of it. They're to manage it and be stewards of it and shepherds of these two worlds, of this earthen world that was immortal at the time, and the spirit world, a creature of two things. So he was creating new things all the time. So I'll put you in this earth and dirt body of this new land and territory. Do you know we were never birthed in heaven? Mm -mm. We were inside God, like inside of a woman's womb. We had been conceived, sperm and egg, sitting in here, waiting to be birthed, breathed out. That's the spirit part. So first he did all this work up there. He's had conception in himself, his father's side, his mother's side, his image, his likeness, authority and power and agape love comes together, creates a child made in God's own image. He says, now I have to, I'm going to have to put them in this new territory. So he had to create, that's where the Bible begins, this new territory called Earth. And it had not yet become in its condition we see today. It took billions and billions and billions of years for the Earth to get ready for man to come. Then when it was ready, God says, okay, I'm going to take some of that dirt and I'm going to be like a potter. Gonna, uh, with clay. I'm going to form it. I'm going to give it physical features that I have. I have eyelids, eyelashes, and a mouth, and ears, and eyes, and a brain. I have hands, and arms, and legs, and I have a loins. I am going to give shape from this dirt replicas, representations of an image of my attributes. Even though I'm a, such a, a being, I got eyelids and eyelashes, but you can't see them. I have a form. So he took this dirt. He starts forming it. Makes legs and toes. Puts in blood from the earth. Puts in bones. Puts eyes and eyelids and lashes eyebrows, hair, lips and teeth and tongues and shows us the digestive system that when we're going to start learning about taking in and eating and drinking spiritual things, he has a model for us to be able to look at visually with our earthen eyes to relate it to the spiritual. So he takes that dirt, being a potter, 
makes a body. Now it's not moving yet. You ever seen a dead body? It don't move. It's heavy. Just sitting there. So he goes, breathed into its nostrils. In came the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of heaven of love, joy, and peace, all at once into this dirt body. And the dirt body began moving because the Spirit was there now. When the Spirit leaves, We'll say a person dies. The body doesn't move anymore. It's cold because the very energy and warmth and movement of the body is the spirit. And all of the biological and the brain capabilities. So now we got this young man. He had been inside of God, like in a uh, womb of a woman, pregnant, until the fullness of time came. It never was never birthed in heaven, knew nothing of heaven, knew nothing except inside of God in a womb, waiting. Had everything it need, we know of a little baby. And then he was breathed, he was birthed into this dirt that was here on earth. The dirt became alive. But he's all alone for a long, long time. But do you know what he was first told to do? Go to work, keep, guard, and protect this garden. Because what he did, he breathed life into the dirt. Then he takes the dirt that's now alive and says, Hey, I'm going to move you. going to take you over here to your new home, the Garden of Eden, where you are. Now keep it. Watch over it. Be a shepherd of it. Care for the animals. Don't let any bad things get in here. And slowly help make it produce and grow and expand. Now, he don't know what. But he's also talking, he says, I have within you a garden of Eden in your spirit where my presence is. Now, work that. Do good. Shepherd it. Guard it. Protect it. And that's what Adam was to do. And Adam means dark earth. So that's the physical part. Now at that time his body was immortal. And inside of that immortal earth was man. The spirit part of us. Anointed with the Holy Spirit. Who was from heaven. Who was the spirit of of the Son of God, the very Word of God Himself, waiting for this spirit part of us to grow and develop. It was going to be our teacher, our comforter and protector, because we didn't know anything about God or heaven, nothing about Satan, nothing about anything. Does a little baby know anything coming out of the womb? That's how man was. And we were put in this place. Now, what happened? We've been there for a little while. Just man. And God says, it's, you don't need to be alone anymore. I'm going to make you a helpmate. Mm-hmm. But I want to stop it right there. 
because getting into the helpmate goes into the soul and lot of, we're going to stay in this class for a long time I can tell I only got through one page and we are going to stop here where the helpmate is brought forth so I don't overwhelm you with too much stuff just want you to ponder this about man his beginnings he knew nothing about this Lucifer becoming Satan I want you to walk around the garden, get to know it, feel God's presence. You've all been redeemed and rebirthed, and you will learn the animals will help you. What? Is the father here? No, honey, he's awful big, but he sends his son, that young man named Christ Jesus. He is always here a lot. He's always teaching. There's a lot for you to learn. Can you go listen to him? Yes, you can. He's right over there. If you'll go, you'll see a light over in the distance. That's where he's at. You, The animals will help you get there. Because you have a lot to learn. You're like a brand new baby. And some of you can just stay and sit and rest. And sleep if you want to. Will the animals stay with you? Yes, they will. And when you're ready... You will be escorted home back to your dirt body and you'll wake up or you'll go I think I had a dream or a vision but you'll have some memories of it and you'll figure it out so let's pray dear father we thank you for this time that you have given us thank you for all those who have accepted your invitation to come and meet you to learn about you and for you to touch them with your love. We thank you for bringing these many children home to you and to the kingdom. We thank you for this class called the Kingdom of Darkness. And we thank you for learning. We thank you that the Holy Spirit is helping us to understand this deep spiritual work. And now, Father, as some depart and some stay, talk to them, be with them. They are your treasures that you brought out of the darkness, out of ignorance. And you shined your light on and you are touching them. Be with them and love on them, for they are yours. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for all the work you do for him and for us. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for your sacrifice on the cross, for being the Lamb. For showing us how to be a son of God from you. Thank you for helping us develop your mind, your thoughts and ways in us. Thank you for letting the word of God come through you. And being the word expressed for us. Because we don't know the Father like you do. And we need all the help we can get. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, everybody, enjoy your day, your time in the garden. Class is dismissed. And you'll see it again. We will be in part number 10. Yeah, I hadn't gotten very far today for some reason. It's, But I got other work to do. So enjoy the garden and the visit. I love all of you. Love, Pastor Deborah. I'll see you next time in school. Enjoy the garden. Bye.
Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually. And hear how she has helped people spiritually, the Lord's way, for many, many years. Come again. Watch another one. And we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments. And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.